All right, we're live. We are back again. Again, it's uh, today is November fourth, twenty twenty one. Tis two days before. I should say. Hold on, let me figure this out. Is it? Is it five? We're five days post UFC two sixty seven. Yeah. Two days prior to UFC two sixty eight. Yep. Thursday. It's arguably may go down as one of the greatest weeks in UFC history. You called that out. Yeah, I mean, it very well could. We'll see what happens on... I mean, either way, it probably will be. Yeah. Right? It'll probably go down as one of the greatest weeks of UFC. Because, and, and we'll, you're right, we'll get into the details, but man, it would, the first card, 267, paid off in my, oh, for yeah. me. It was, it was sweet. That was a great card. That was a great card. We'll, we'll recap you here. In a yeah, few, we'll get there. What's new, man? Tell me about life. Dude, um, so speaking of sports, this is a sports podcast. Um, Hayden started and finished her first little Your daughter. Of, yes, soccer. Yeah, my daughter. And um and she enjoyed it. She got progressively better. I would say she was most improved player of the team. Nice. Maybe. It was really interesting for us to become soccer parents and do the whole like Yeah. Get your get your camping chairs and oh, your yeah. snacks. Yeah. Um, whose turn is it to bring treats? That type dude, of thing. Orange slices. Oh and, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Same same gig as when we were children. Yeah. Doesn't change. And it was nice because uh, my family got to visit this last weekend. Yeah. To watch all yeah. the sporting events, and um, they got to see her last game, and that was fantastic. And yeah, my my stepmom was like, it does doesn't doesn't really look much different than when I was here. You know, and she's <laughs> got three generations. Yeah. You know. Right now, with her grandkids running around on a soccer. She field. played. Uh, didn't I hear she that game? I think I asked Hayden when I was over there this weekend, watching the fights with you guys and hanging out with you and your family. Play goalie, right? Yeah, and she asks to do that, which I interesting. Yeah, in her first game, she basically froze, like because it got real for her. Yeah, you know, they started lining up during the headlights. I get it exactly. Yeah, and so she was really. Which is why she was such an improvement over the years, because you go from that to like yeah. actually trying to chase the ball down. It's a big improvement. But um but she kept asking to play goalie and she got scored on a couple of times and you know, she's afraid to jump after it because yeah. you know, people are swinging their legs yeah. at the ball, aka your face as well. Yeah. And, but um she stuck with it and she it, it was just it was a good good experience for all of us and yeah. and got them going on like these are team sports. This is how it works. You practice, then you have the big games, and then you know you take some time off. Does it? This is going to sound really like weird and stupid, almost in a way. But does it seem like she um, may like it just because the idea of she gets to use her hands? Is so, goalie? Yeah, I think so. You're, yeah. That's a good. A good. This, you know, assumption is that like I don't have to go and kick the ball away from yep. him. I can go pick it up with my hands. Yeah, I get to be the one, and and they get to she actually and they can't gets, touch it once I put my hands on it, dude. Honestly, and that's that's all it is. Is she guarantees herself an opportunity to like kick the ball to her teammate or throw it in or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I could see like how like you you're going through that like learning curve of playing the game and how my, maybe it's frustrating that you don't get passed to or you. You don't get the ball as yep. much as you think that you want, you know, because at, at the end of the day, you're at the age where you're like, I want that. I'm supposed to go get that. That's, the gift. Well, you know, yep. 
how come that person has it for so long? Why, you know, like, dude, and there's some, some little gals on these teams that are pretty good. Oh yeah, dude. It, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. They um, have older sisters or older yeah. brothers that play the game or shoot parents, maybe Yep, parents know? are big, big influencers. The, yeah. um, yeah. So it and that's also another That's exciting stuff though, man. I'm glad to is. hear I'm glad to hear she's she's because she's also like she does gymnastics too, right? Soccer she, gymnastics. She should be doing gymnastics and dance because that's all she's doing at any moment of every day. <laughs> but you you know kids like backflips and shit. Yeah, I do. She throwing she could throw one handed cartwheels now. And wow. it's like yeah, that's impressive. It is impressive. And it's like, why don't you just go do gymnastics? Like yeah. Yeah. you already enjoy doing it in your free time, but you can't tell kids nothing, man. They don't listen, dude. Yeah. You tell them what's yeah. good for them, and they're like, you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till she's out there, and, you know, it's like a big old long, like, paragraph of, you know, front, ha- you know, front flip roundhouse out to. Oh, God. F- right. Misty flip. Bush, yeah. You know, 360 nose press. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm going skater out yeah. there. We but, went Tony Hawk for a second. Yeah, but. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's eventually there will be something like when you're watching the Olympics and Simone Biles is your, or whoever on the United States right. Whoever's team, throwing like, it up. you're like that, that like analyst just said the longest phrase. And I have no idea what any of yep. it means except for flips. and Yeah. Flips. And yeah. You might as well have been speaking code for software yeah. at that rate. I mean, um, not wrong. No, not. But, you know, and then what's nice is Isaiah, you know, he's still young. Get him into some soccer. I think they're going to do some indoor soccer. But Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the first time I ever played indoor. Really? Yeah. See, I never played it. Ah, dude, I loved it. That's cool. I loved it. Yeah. I, to this day, I don't know why. I think it was just that the ball moved faster. Seems, yeah. And which, you know, naturally, if you're on turf or like back then, dude, we'd play in a gym. Yeah. You would actually play on a gym at like a junior high school or something. Now it's like it's all done at like an indoor soccer center, a couple of indoor soccer centers here in Spokane. But mm-hmm. um, I really, I really enjoyed indoor soccer. That's that's good to hear because I'm just I'm down. Like I'm not. My plan is to be you know the dad who's going to work and stuff. So if yeah. there's things to head out to where we're all together and just hanging out, anyways, it's an opportunity for you to just stick together as a family and just get through your midweek yeah you know stuff and throughout it all you're spending time together so yeah um it's really good for us i'm really excited the you know and then it's just the fall halloween was over you know this past week we've been just we've been working and treating trick-or-treating and enjoying we got some really fun things coming up not quite as busy of a a year as you guys have had but like you guys watch any scary movies over the weekend dude um no but the kids did try and stay up on halloween and we watched young frankenstein Ooh, yeah and that was good because they want to finish it and it was nice because i hadn't seen that in ages and i just oh man i just forgot how funny that movie can be yeah. and just and how classic like you forget how much influence the older oh yeah older stuff has on 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 comedy today and it's just some things are so so classic but also timeless it's just it's crazy. for sure yeah for sure what about you man but there's, there's got to be something you've been up to well work has been busy i'm gonna be traveling next week 
to Portland for some business meetings, which is like the first time I've traveled in probably close to two years. That's so, crazy. Uh, for work. Um, so lived in a virtual world for the last, yeah. you know, 19, 20 months, something like that. But uh, that's exciting. Actually heading out tomorrow to Whitefish, Montana for a little birthday getaway with uh, some good friends of ours for a 30th birthday, which will be oh, yeah. awesome. I think it's actually supposed to snow up there on Saturday. So it might get a little might get a little chilly. Yeah. Uh but to be expected is Montana, western Montana in November, you know. It's pretty much what you're going to get. Yeah. You huh. can chalk it up for expecting some sort of precipitation, cold weather, maybe even snow. I, I go back to Montana the following weekend for a concert in Missoula. So nice. Yeah. It's, it goes what concert uh, JJ Gray Mofro. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So anytime he comes out this way, I usually try to go to his show. He's just an awesome performer. The band is so much fun. He's, I, I saw him, um, I've seen him a couple times. This will be my third time seeing him actually. I saw him at the Wilma where we'll see him on, uh, not in this Saturday, but the following in Missoula. And then I saw him once up at the Hive in Sandpoint, which if you've never been to that concert, it's it's pretty cool. Okay. It's not huge, but it's awesome. Like, it's just an awesome atmosphere. Super cool. The tile looks like beehive stuff. Like, it's, it's wild. It's kind of, yeah, it's really well put together. But they, that venue is really affected by the pandemic, just like any other venue would be. But I think they're starting to get artists to come back through, but they were kind of like closed for so long, like not having shows that it's tough to probably like. You know, tell a tell a artist that's coming through town. Hey, you know, we haven't been open for two years, but <laughs> we think we can sell out. You know, like it tough sell, huh? Yeah, it's it, it can be tough. I think. Yeah, but I started playing in a cornhole league. That's right, dude. Yeah. So yeah, talk about that. That's um, that's that been going? fun, man. It's like let's just put it this way. I think cornhole is the the twenty first century's version of bowling. Ooh. In the way that it's like growing and developing like not that bowling isn't i don't know this is a sports podcast so i should probably do a little yeah well little little well. research on like is, is the sport of bowling growing or is it it doesn't seem to me like i think we would know about it if bowling was like really on the it's very much a, a um a classic sport that has been played for a long time you think of the 1970s, the look that that bowler, you know, the, the bowling shirts, right? Yeah. Those are uh, timeless, right? Yeah. Um, but Cornhole has just blown up in the last couple of years. Like, you know, two years ago, from what I understand, the, the league was maybe under 20 people, maybe okay. even less than that. And this league that I'm playing in on Wednesday nights, there's nothing less than 100 players. And there's three different divisions, intermediate, competitive, and advanced. You got to start somewhere. So I had to start at intermediate. But we've had some success, me and my partner, uh, Zach um, Scoffle. Hopefully he doesn't mind me mentioning him on this podcast. <laughs> we can bleep but, it out but, real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah he probably won't care. He'll probably be like, dude, you dropped my name on your podcast? That's fucking badass. It's been fun. It's been really fun. They run a, a another event on Tuesday night. So I, I've been going to that the night before just to kind of get in like dial it in you know and get the mechanics down because some you're playing with some really 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 good players like i've got a buddy who just went to south dakota 
and to an ACL event, um, playing ACL pros. And he, he, him and his partner actually beat two ACL pro teams, sponsor teams, like guys that are on the, the big time circuit. It's, it's intense, man. It's no joke. Um, Dude, I'm not crazy. at that, that level. I'm really just doing it for, to have fun and get better. Yeah. At, while, you know, kind of this concept of growing the game. I've always had fairly good hand-eye coordination, so maybe, I don't know. Well, anytime- if, if I got to a point where I could pay, play competitive, more competitively or even like in an advanced setting, you know, that makes it more, even more fun, right? Because then you, you, like, buddies traveling to just like, you know, regional events in say like Boise or Montana. Like you, when you start making trips out of it where it's like, hey, let's, they're having this event at a brewery, you know, in a couple of weeks, but it's a pretty big event and here's the payouts. Like, okay, that sounds fun. Dude, yeah, you know? easy. So that's, yeah, it, that's uh, something new that's been fun. Been kind of doing that the last Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I won't be able to next week because I'll be in Portland, but Zach's got a, a sub for us that okay. should, uh, should do just fine. So, yeah, man, just staying busy with that and travel and um news for the podcast and several people in the world a lot of people already know it but uh my wife and i are expecting our first child absolutely this is where i wish i had the the soundboard would do the claps right now yeah like congratulations that was a really bad version of a sound clip i hope you got that yeah we um yeah i'll mute your your track for that one don't Man, this is this is a, a magical, wonderful moment, man. Congratulations! Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome. It really has. And she's done just super well from like a health standpoint. She's like hasn't been sick at all. You know, all the tests show that, that we've got a healthy baby. Um, you know, we're still in the earlier stages, so we continue to like you know yeah, think positive everything. thoughts and yep. prayers and all that stuff, but. It's um, it's good, man. It, yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's kinda, what you guys it's, were it's working still for, kinda, right? Yeah, we were working for it. It's still kind of like surreal, <laughs> which makes sense. I had a good buddy tell me one time that, you know, it doesn't really hit you or it doesn't really kick you in the nuts until like the baby is in the baby seat and you're driving home from the hospital. That's when yeah. you're like, oh, you're, sh- yeah, oh, your oh, life is truly changed. Oh shit, I gotta keep that thing alive. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're you're just in straight up protection mode that thing that child i know dude my cousin called me out for that he's like it's not a thing corb it's not (laughs) it's not an it it's a boy or it's a girl bud come on yeah and not to get into the you know all of that but oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. you know we're just saying at the moment of a of birth before correct okay we're cutting all of that part we you don't have to cut any of it this is a this is a podcast podcasts were created off the basis of freedom of speech this is true. We're not. And, we're not. Uh, we're not trying to do anything to like take over the world. So no, I think it's fine if you call them a boy or a girl, the day or whatever they want to be. Yeah, for me, it it got really. You're absolutely right. It got super real. The moment like you're holding that, you hold a baby, and it's like all this time you guys are spending that you're in right now these days, the nine months and everything, and preparing and preparing and preparing. And then it happens, and you're like, oh, it's like, and as they continue to like, yeah, clean the baby up, and you cut the umbilical cord, and then they, you know, Mr. Sharp, you're alive. Are you awake, Mr. Sharp? <laughs> do you understand what we're asking you to do? <laughs> Can you hold her leg, dude? 
Dude, exactly. I really hope they don't ask me to do that. That would be so, hey, hold her leg here, would you? Aren't you supposed to do that? Or yeah. like some machine? Don't you have nurses? This um, is a hospital, right? Like, what am I paying you for? Yeah, not to get all all cheesy. It's it's just it is crazy because baby starts crying, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, and then you're changing its diapers and yeah, yeah, wild dude. Put it in, yeah, putting Hayden in the car seat. She, the straps were as tight as they could go. She was as small as you could possibly imagine. And oh wow! Like, I mean, she wasn't a premier or anything. Right, she's she's a small girl, small yeah, small baby. But, um, congratulations, man! Thanks, man. To you and Carly, yeah, no, I'm 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 super stoked and just glad that you know, mom, mom and baby are doing well, and she's not dealing with any like morning sickness or just sickness in general. She's been very very tired but other than that yeah growing all the spirits all those cells splitting dude they're just like multiplying incredibly fast it's yeah insane. yeah yeah so but yeah man just living life you know living gonna life be life a, is gonna good. be gonna be life is good gonna be a dad hell yeah um we did find out the sex of the baby but we'll save that for yeah let's next. save we'll, yeah, we'll save that for the, we'll save something. that for the next episode that's a good idea yeah, keep you Keep you guys on the toes, dude. Keep you guys on the toes. Checking in. Um, all right. Wait. Well, let's uh, real quick. We never said the episode number or the yeah, the title. dude. So this is uh, making the cut with Corbin Trev, episode twenty-four, home of the Braves. As many of you know, the Atlanta Braves won a World Series. Congratulations, Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Pretty cool. Pretty cool win. Um. We'll talk a little bit more about it uh, okay. in uh, uh, no uh, no coincidence here at all, but in our walk off <laughs> section, that's awesome um, segment of the uh, of the podcast. But yeah, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. We probably won't spend a ton of time talking baseball on this specific episode, but okay. I did feel like it was a great play on words. They just won the World Series down the Houston Astros in six games, so it won four four a four. Four games to two. Nice. Solid performance, man. And I, I don't know this, and it might be one of those like circling back facts that we check on, but I'm curious to know, and it probably isn't that long ago, they were a sub-90 win team. I think they won 87 or 88 right. regular season games. You want me to pull that up real quick? No, you don't have to pull it up now, right. but like, I, I might do my research there and see like who the last, and it could have been last year. I have no clue. I'm bad at like record, you know, regular season records for teams that won the World Series. Just off the top of my head, I mean, who would be good at that? Right? Mm-hmm. The Schwab, probably the Schwab. He'd be pretty good at it, but I can't. I'd have to do a little bit of research. But I'm curious. I'm kind of curious. Like, how many teams have won World Series? Um, under and but haven't won ninety games, you know, during the regular season. Teams get hot. Teams get hot. So that's dope. But yeah, this this episode will have probably just three main segments before we go to walk offs at the end. We'll talk a large portion of this episode about MMA with the two UFC cards. The past one, uh, this last weekend, UFC two sixty seven, 
and then a lot of U- UFC 268 and what's ahead. Uh, that'll be followed by some NBA talk. I know you're stoked about the uh, oh, season yes. getting I up love- and running, dude. There's some great, great stuff that we're going to discuss in our NBA segment, and we'll finish it up with uh, the midway part of the NFL season. We have uh, gotten past the first eight weeks, so good opportunity to look at uh, the divisional standings, talk a little NFL, and uh, round out the episode with some walk-offs. So, Dude, perfect, perfect check catch-up episode. We will uh, we'll kick it off with MMA. Holy sh! Colts and the Jets are throwing up some points right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The uh, Colts had twenty-eight in the first half. Dang. Yeah. I want to know. Pull, pull that box score up real quick. Show me the box score. I'm curious how Wentz is doing. He's had a good year. 22 for 29. Three, three touchdowns. No, 272. He'll no probably picks. go over. I bet he'll go over unless they bench him. They might bench him just to keep him healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good night for him. Yeah. Marcus Pittman. He, re- he rushing for three, too. At a nine yard. Jonathan Taylor's tearing it up. He might end the. Uh... Oh! Okareke! That guy? He's on my defensive Is he? team. Yep. Oh, leading nine defensive total, tackles. Nine total tackles. Solo seven. Well done. Yeah, brother. Dude, don't you love it when you look on the game and there's some defensive stud out there and you're like, oh, that's all my that's guys on my team? Yeah, and it's even better when you're like, oh, look, he scored more points than that receiver in my lineup this week. That's the best part. Defense wins championships, man. I'm going to take that title, and I'm going to take that. I'm taking that fantasy league this year. I'm going to show you you why the defensive players really, really matter. Did you? Do you know who won last year? I think it was Lance. Lance. So, okay. That okay, it makes me feel better. I changed my name in that league to Championships One via defense. Did you? Yeah, just because Trev's Trev's got a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs. He's won a bunch of he's in number one in the standings. Seven seven and one, which is great. And me and Jordan are right on his heels, but it's gonna be fun. I don't get to play Trev until we if we meet in the playoffs. So we'll keep you guys posted on that league. It's a fun league. It's awesome league. Um, it's a tough league, and if you're not paying attention, picking up like like Trev said, your defensive players are literally saving you because yeah. it's so light on the offensive side. There's so many teams. It's 14 team league. Is that 14 right? 14 team league. And then there's yeah. two two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Starting, yeah. Two tight ends or some or a bunch of flex spots. It's full just defense. A, yeah. It's just a crazy team to manage, and so, but it's a lot of fun because it makes you actually care about the entire game. You know, oh yeah, not just the offensive side. You like Trev's got the number one corner, and it's crazy. Like you watch, was that my buddy Chris's the other day watching Dallas play, um, a little bit, and Diggs had a bunch of picks in that game, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh my god, he's leading the league in picks way more than you know when Sherm led the league one year, and it's just crazy. And sure enough, you look him up in the league, Trev's got him. And it's just like, it's <laughs> I just drafted fun. him as a rookie. Yeah. And he's number one ranked corner in the league. It's just, it's just cool to look at all the different players. The football is such a cool sport from how much. I'll, I'll never forget too. I remember like saying something when I drafted him about like, 
I'm, this guy is going to be a keeper of mine. And Jordan didn't understand it at the time because like you keep 30 out of the 40 players on your roster or something right. like that and then draft the others. Well, I was like, he was like, you're going to keep, like, you're going to keep him? Like, yeah, why wouldn't I keep him? He's like, well, I don't know. He's a defensive player. Like, he's a rookie. I mean, well, you know, now he's swallowing his words. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably never let him go if I don't have to. Dude. He might be the next Deion Sanders. Leading the league in interceptions his second year? Second year. That's insane. Yeah, and we'll talk about it a little later. Actually, we could talk about it now, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we could. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. Anyways, we, we kind of went off the tangent there yeah. in the NFL a little bit, but whoops. We'll, we'll we'll circle back on it and get into it. But we'll, we'll he sure. will be part of a conversation later for, with a link that I have. Here okay, perfect. In, so in the segment, all right, so. it's already in the notes. We're, we're, but we'll 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 get uh, we'll get you know straightened out here. Dig into some mama. Yeah, let's get some mama going. Heck of a UFC two sixty seven card, man. The return of the wolf. Yeah, thank goodness he's back, man. Shemayev, dude. What a what a freaking animal! What just a talking treat. to Dana as he's just yeah. wrapping his like entire body around. Uh, uh Jing Jing Lang. Jing Lang. Who's yeah, a, Lee who's Jing a, Lang? Who's who's like a good fighter? Like yes. he, he knocked out uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Yeah, you do not sleep on him. Like yeah. he's a tough. He doesn't go away. Yeah, you know he's got great cardio. He's he's one of those like. Just one of those guys where he might not make it to the top edge, but you can't just forget about him. Yeah. Um, and man, yeah, he just Shemayev, he just had Khabib vibes talking about oh, talking yeah. to Dana and everything just yeah. mid fight. Yeah. We were jumping up and down because it was they were in Abu Dhabi, so the fights were early, right. and we had to wait, and we postponed them. But we were jumping up and down. He sunk that rear naked in, and it. And you know, you kind of knew that guy wasn't gonna tap. You kind of, you was like, "Up, he's gonna. This, it's only gonna be stopped because he's sleeping." Yeah. Sure enough, went to sleep, and which is great. You know, that guy probably got a pretty decent payday for not a long fight, not much damage at all. Yeah. So yeah, and he's back, and now everybody's calling him out, and he's, you know, doing his thing. Yeah, it should be interesting to see who he gets next. Because does he bounce back and forth from middleweight? to welterweight on purpose or is like is he gonna pick a spot you have oh uh, i don't know i i think he's in because that was it was that at 70 that yeah interesting so he went I mean, back he's down. a big enough dude that he'd be fine at 85 i bet yeah i bet i bet izzy's a little a little worried dude the wrestler i would be you know his kryptonite <laughs> yeah dude in fact that's really like if shimaev wants to be yeah, I would look at that as like path to glory to maybe become a better fighter than Habib ever was. Right, dude. Like you go up anywhere, to 80, you go you go up to eighty five, run the run the table, get Izzy. Assuming Izzy doesn't go up to like two hundred five again or something. Yeah, which uh, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't hitting yeah, probably to not. Share. But yeah, but like <clears throat> that's the ticket. I mean, yeah, you could do it at seventy two, but just the weight cut. Like he's a He's a pretty tall dude. Like, yeah, I, I'm I sure like that weight cut that, isn't the easiest. Right. I, I like. I'm a full on fan for like. Let's just get a little bit more natural weight. Yeah, guys. Like I'd love. Yeah. It's so much. It's to me as a fan. It's a more like pure matchup too. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like these guys are suited to fight each other. There's well, no like, little after. Those weight cuts, like I feel like you go through way too much atrophy with like muscle. Yeah, in in cardio and God knows what else, yeah. dude. Like it's yeah. just probably not not probably not good on your organs. No, and and you in know fact, I'm sure it's not good on your organs. It can't be. No, and everybody talks about a 165 class, which I was just had a thought somebody like dan hooker might really like that oh he'd love it you know yeah they've got it yeah they gotta figure that out they gotta go to a 10 10 pound yeah incremental 10 pound incremental the other the other fight on the card um and i know you're bummed about it but was an amazing fight was peter yawn and Corey sandhagen yeah it was it was awesome dude i mean it was an incredible fight i think michael chandler said maybe the UF, best UFC fight of all time. And I, yeah, that was, to me, that was a little little questionable. Maybe for Bantamweights, at least. Definitely could have been a, the best Bantamweight um, throwdown that we've ever seen, potentially. Yeah. You'd have to go back and kind of look at some of the great ones. There's got to be some. Probably TJ and... Uh, I watched... Was the first TJ and Cody one pretty good? Didn't that go back and forth for a little? Well, that I was, guess someone got knocked out. But yeah. There was, was one that went like five rounds with TJ, and I thought it was a pretty damn good fight. Was but, it Was it like a Burrow or one of the TJ and maybe, uh, maybe. Faber ones or something? Could have been. Or did TJ even I fight Faber? I, I don't think so. No. Who am I thinking? He went against Cruz twice, right? Yep. Cruz a couple times. That's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. There was a fight with Cruz that was pretty good, but it was... I would say it was mi- more technical. There wasn't as much like banging, right? You know, yeah, a lot of footwork, a lot of footwork, and there was a ton of footwork in this fight. But I think you also saw both fighters um, willing to really trade punches, like from a damage standpoint. Like both good chins. Neither one of them completely got buckled. Right. There was a couple times where you're like, oh, shit, is he in trouble? And then the other way, too. Yes. Definitely both so showed signs they can fight five-round wars, not just a five-round like decision fight, like a five-round war. Right. No rounds off. It was scary the whole time. Yeah. Do you think Peter, Peter Yon will... You think he'll lose? Like, like before he retires? Do you think, like... Because he's got... He's got a pace and a work ethic that it's just hard to imagine. It's just going to be someone just like him who where it would it might happen to, and they catch him on an off night or something like that, or you know, like should he consider going? Like should he consider the champ champ route? Oh, go like up forty five volt. That would be really cool, dude. I'd be interesting. They're both. I mean. You know, Volk's like as short as him, I think, just heavier. Yeah, yeah. He's probably as short as Peter. That's actually I never really considered. I think a fight you, like I that. think Jan should absolutely think about going the champ champ route. No weight cut, really. Or no weight cut. It's just tone. Yeah, that's a that's a great fight. That's yeah. a great fight. I mean, assuming you know, like. Because Max, well, Max has a fight coming up, right? With Yair, right? With Yeah, did they rebook it? I think they did. Okay. I'll double check real quick. I knew he had one coming up. But after that, 
he would likely get a shot at Volk, right? Yeah, especially just, you know, with how much the fans are freaking out about it. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a fight night next weekend. Mm. That's crazy. Or is that... Oh, that, no, that's the following Yeah, because he already that's, withdrew on the July 17th. That's about. the night of J.J. Gray. <laughs> yeah, you keep getting... <laughs> but, man, they don't have anything else going on. Maybe I can card. pull that up, though, like while I'm at the... That one show, you should be able to. At the show on ESPN Plus or something. Yeah. That'll be a great one. But yeah, those one of those two will probably fight Volk. But yeah, if Jan's got to fight Sterling, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of Sterling. Right. And unfortunately, he had that surgery. So TJ Dillashaw was actually saying that the surgery he had, it was an interesting time to choose to have that type of surgery. Yeah. And that he it might have an effect on his career. Yeah. But who that's TJ Dillshaw talking shit about a pros or you know, about the the one holding the belt in his division. So whatever. That could all just be psychological bull but um you know he had surgery. So yeah. I hope I hope that he's able to get into a state where he gives Jan a freaking run for his money because it was a tough it was a tough fight for him that first one, you know, to, yeah. in all honesty. Like he had he had some moments, but then he had some remember Chris was freaking out, he kept doing this like duck thing. He kept like ducking in or spinning or something like that. And Chris it was Chris was freaking out about it cuz it was just he didn't understand why. And Jan's Jan, you know, he's mm-hmm. just kind of get he, he's like the never-ending battery, dude. He's oh, just yeah. there. All it's, the time. Yeah, his his stamina and just like mentality is composed. Composed and it's almost like he enjoys getting hit. Oh yeah. And then it, it's like, oh great, now I can deliver more yeah. pain. Yeah. And you know, he might just be a glutton for it, you know? Yeah. It's not a not that big of a stretch. Totally. Yeah. I mean and we've seen guys that will, like, slap their head when there's blood all over it and lick it, you know? Yeah, and they so. just, it psychs them up. <laughs> um, but. So, Islam Makachev, Dan Hooker, and that, that first yeah. round subby. Yeah, man. It's following him in Habib's footsteps here. we got a few Dagestanis that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, last, we like, were in Abu minutes. Dhabi, so, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Makachev over the next like two years. Yes, I don't think he's that. I don't even really think he's that far away from a title fight. But with everything that's kind of mixed up at the top there right now, like, yep, he's gonna have to. But he has so much going for him in his wrestling game that I would say most of those fighters, well, not all of them, but a lot of them just aren't as advanced and and can no, no, like, and and someone was saying I thought uh. Hooker's a a black belt. He's a black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a. You were Bra- saying. Yeah, that. Brazil. I'm pretty sure he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. If I'm not mistaken. We can we can fact check that. But Corbin just handed me a Northern Lights born and raised Indian pale ale, so I will open it. Yes. And I will drink it. And I will like it. Yeah. And we will speak it. And we will speak. Speak through the the born and raised. I love this beer. Anybody who knows me, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's no surprise. My um, my, my father in law's favorite uh, favorite beer is their Cascade Fog. 
Oh yeah, the hazy. Yeah. I like that, dude. They've got so many good hazies. They've got red, white, and hazy. I think that one's good as well. Yep. I just had their Sasquatch one, which is like it's oh, a oh, Squatch Fog or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like it's a hazy as well. Yeah, I just had it on tap the other night when I was playing cornhole. It's great. Cool. Yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah. and it's darker. It's almost like a brown. I don't know. Oh man, no lies, so good, dude. They're so good. Um. Yeah, Islam, because to talk about in this upcoming 268, you know, Gaethje and Chandler fighting, you know, that's a big mm-hmm. um, contender eliminator. You know, Chandler probably could hang with the wrestling with Islam. Yeah, he could probably hang with them, yeah. A little bit. Um, I always forget about Mike's wrestling. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, and then Oliver- Oliveria, his, he could probably hang, but I don't know. I, I think that he would give Mashev a hard time from a jiu-jitsu standpoint yeah which would be super cool to see it would it would it'd be amazing to see that dagestani wrestle jitsu against the brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. fluid like he's lit his like legs the, are the, liquid like metal quickest you know like you think makachev's first round sub of hooker was quick dude go watch a charles Oliveira. yeah it happens happens you even, don't even know what's even, happening even quicker dude then yeah yeah. So, um, the Oliveria, he's fighting uh, Poirier. Correct. Right? Yeah. Later this year. Big fight there in December. Oh, it is at the end of the year? Uh, no, it's it's not even the end of December. It's the 11th. Ah, dude, we have so many good fights. Yeah, and then there's like, isn't there year? like one more before like, I could be wrong. That might be the last one. Is 270 supposed to happen in January? Is that the... I hope we have one more because sometimes they'll sneak in two... 269 is going to be is the night that Masvidal fights uh Edwards and uh Amanda Nunez fights Juliana Peña. Uh. and the fight I was just we were just talking about Dustin Poirier and Carlos Oliveira. Yeah, you it's January three title 22nd. Fights, right? No, not title fight. But three great fights. Those are three killer fights. I, I kind of actually I wonder if they have they probably got at least two other fights selected. Garbrandt and Kaikara France. That's a great that's one. That's an awesome fight. And that's Cody's debut at Flyweight, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, You're dude. 100% right. That's his, that's his debut at Flyweight. And Sean O'Malley's on the card. Yep. Ponzinibbio and Jeff Neal's that, not a that, bad. Yeah, that's a good that's a good prelim. Dominic Cruz, Pedro Munoz. Yep. Oh, dude, this card's great. Oh, Muniz. I haven't. Uh, Andricus Duplicis. Dude, there's names all the way down to like Ryan Hall is on exactly. This card. Jillian Robertson's actually a pretty decent gal fighter. Is Randy Costa Paulo Costa's miniature brother? Let's check that out. Oh, he's American. Oh, yes. Looks like from Toronto, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, lightweight. Oliver and Poirier figure it out. Gaethje and Chandler figure it out. Islam's got a head of steam to head into any of those losers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which they'll be like, obviously, I'll take that fight. Because right. if I beat the up-and-comer, then I'm still where I'm at. I'm still good. For sure. So lightweight's, lightweight is heating up. And it's cool when there's like at least five 
contender worthy people you know the whole division doesn't have to be out of control right there could just be a lot of jostling for that number one contender spot and that makes a a division on fire was that hooker's third loss in a row i think so dude which is that bums me out i really hope that he's on a five fight contract right now because he has been thrown to the wolves dude i mean his losses are against awesome fighters and I just hope that he doesn't like. I hope the UFC doesn't cut him. They, I don't think they will, considering Dan is such a like. I'm ready to go. I'll fight anybody. And he's put on lately. He's put on some of the greatest. Like obviously, him and Poirier was an amazing fight. So. Oh no, he got a win. Oh, that's right. He yeah. got that decision win against ha, ha Yeah, I forgot about that. We did yeah. we watched that fight and I forgot about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's tough. Three, it They're lasts, starting to three, bleed together. 3 out of the last 4 though. Um lost right. to Dustin Poirier, lost to Michael, Michael Chandler, Chandler, won against Nazrat. Hakprost? Hakparest? Hakparest. Nazrat Hakparest. Uh and then Islam Akshay loss so and then you know wins against paul felder ali quinta james vick got ko'd by barbosa yep he fought gilbert at 55 when gilbert was at 55 huh or was that a 70 that was a 70 fight where he went up wasn't it i bet it was uh no that was lightweight gilbert was a lightweight whoa what a murked lightweight Yep. Yikes. Yeah, not not. You great. thought the power was scary at 170. Oof. Dude, Hooker's fought at featherweight before. Yeah, we were talking about this, I think, at one point. Ah. Maybe we... Do we dig into this we prob- last time? Ma- uh, all right, all right, maybe. Uh, would you... Yeah, I did mention this in, the, in, my, in our notes for this, but, like, do you think that it would... Be good for Dan to go up to seventy instead of hanging around at fifty five, or do you think that that just like muddies the waters more yeah, for him? Maybe, maybe, and then he's just—it's like almost like Anthony Smith at lightweight, you know. Because here's the thing: there are some guys at the top at what seventy that sure they'll probably be there for a while, but I could also see a lot of them like dropping off a little bit in the next two years. I don't know how and Dan's like only twenty eight, isn't he, or something like that? Yeah, he's young. So, you know, maybe timing your way into the one seventy like division a little bit. Yeah, you know, you're taking chances because you don't know when anyone's going to retire, right? But you have these ideas of like age and like, okay, well, if these four guys were to drop towards the back of the top ten or even out of it, am I better than the current ten guy? Probably. Like, do I think I could beat the current 10 guy if I throw just carry around my natural weight and or don't have to cut as much as I am? Dude. Like, oh, let's see. I, I think um, a great fight for Dan Hooker, like, at 70 right now would be... Um, what about someone like Kevin Lee? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is Kevin Lee even in the top 10 anymore? Uh, I'm thinking like right. top 10. Pull up the top 10 rankings real quick. Yep, for we won't spend too much more time because we want to talk about Glover. But Right here? Yeah, so I'm right. I was thinking Neil Magny right off the bat. Okay. Starting with like Neil. 
And then like a Stephen Thompson fight would be great for Dan Hooker. Oh, that'd be killer. It'd be awesome. That'd be killer. It'd be awesome. So like I think if he times it right, because I could see Colby, maybe even Usman over the next couple years, like kind of falling off or maybe like retiring retiring even sometimes guys are smart <laughs> yeah and they walk away from it earlier than they should yeah they get like undefeated titled because usman's already got yeah the biggest welterweight win streak yeah at 13 he's got a bunch of bunch of records so if he beats colby didn't beats one or two more guys i would what, what you know yeah i think the only thing left would be like the hundred million dollar fight with izzy right right which Super sick. That'd Just the cool. money involved. Super sick. That would be the craziest. Yeah. I'm all on board for that fight. Absolutely. That's what that's what Usman said though, like I think this week. I think he someone asked him about like a potential fight with Izzy and I think he chuckled about it and he goes, If the UFC wants to pay me and Izzy a hundred million dollars, we will make it happen. All right. Glover. The timeless wonder to share. <laughs> Subs, Jan, Blauschewitz. Yep. Did I say it right? Blauschewitz. Blauschewitz. I think. Blauschewitz. Blauschewitz. Sorry. Blauschewitz. Go over to Shara, subs him in the second round. He landed two takedowns and became the second oldest UFC fighter or UFC champ of all time. Did you see the two, two, and two there? <laughs> two was a very important number. The number two is a very significant and important number for Glover Teixeira on the night of his championship. So you said round two, two takedowns, and what was the other two? He became the second oldest champ in UFC history. That's cool, man. Good for him, dude. That that rear naked, it must have been a one-armed rear naked. Well, dude, when you got 200 and however many pounds, yeah. like just wrench, even if you're that big of a man, yeah, wrenching back on you, you probably don't have to have it fully sunk. No. But no. he did fully sink it. Um, yeah, and then when he did, it was like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. And Glover's probably the gnarliest <laughs> grappler. Yeah you've ever come across he was not there was Jan could have done there wouldn't have been much he could have done over the course of the rest of that round where Glover wasn't going to just negate oh yeah it would have been it was crazy it was crazy I I picked Jan and um and but we we were talking about it's kind of like dude I don't know it's just Something about the magic for Glover for all of this right now. Yeah, like, dude, it's unstoppable awesome. like, force. You know, it was cool to see what he said afterwards and just like, you know, the never quit. Don't ever let anyone tell you you can't do something, you know, like I'm 42 years old and living proof that you can. Like, it was super awesome, dude. And even like, you know, when he was coming out of the octagon, Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira, like, congratulated yeah. him. He was like crying. It was like a big. It was a huge deal for those guys, like like, and probably Brazil too, man. Yep. You know, another champ. Um, oldest champ. Oldest champ. Yeah, dude. It's, it's it's super cool. So congratulations, Glover. You're like, you're, 
a man amongst boys. <laughs> like, truly. All right, let's some 268. Yeah, dude, from one card to another. So, good recap there of the fight. Um, if you guys didn't get to see it all live, you check it out on ESPN Plus. I'm yeah. sure it'll be, you know, the replay will be up here soon. And honestly, we didn't talk about it much, but that Volkov Tabura fight was solid too. Tavar- Tabura yeah. is now, uh, funny, quick, quick fun fact here. He's now in the record books. Attempted 16 takedowns in a fight. Holy snakes. 16 takedowns. He's now number five on the list of attempted takedowns in a fight. All right. Guess who has the most and what the number is? Uh, Damian Maya? No. Who? Cain Velasquez. Oh. 33 attempted takedowns. What the hell? Against JDS. What the hell, man? I think it was JDS. Pretty sure. I'm like, I didn't. How is that even possible? Like that's a that's a takedown attempt every thirty seconds, right? Unless my math is well, I guess it would have been a five round fight. Would have been a five round fight. So yes. maybe. Well, honestly, we just need to watch this fight. I remember <laughs> some of those fights, the JDS versus Kane. Yeah. Before I was really really into fighting at all. Yeah. But I was around you guys, and I watched some of those with you guys. They were big fights. And they were insane. Yeah. The glory days. Yeah, you got me trying to do divisual, divisibles after Dude, a couple you know of what's beers, crazy bro. about that? I don't know if that fight was in 2004, but like 2004 is like the year that I think I remember like really starting. I, I, I began, I think, my junior year, sophomore year of high school, like starting to watch like the Ultimate Fighter, stuff like that. But I didn't really get into it. Um, until like my senior year, so maybe Ultimate Fighter wasn't until my senior year. I can't quite recall, but that like 2004 was like the year I remember being like, you know, Chuck and Tito, and like yeah, yeah, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, man, wild stuff. That's 17 years ago. I've been watching this 17, 18 years in 2022. It's crazy, man. Half your life. Oh, that that's even that's more wild. Wow. Eighteen years of MMA. Coming up on my anniversary. <laughs> twenty year. But twenty years coming up. Yeah, you're gonna have to do something special that year. I know. You have to win the league. How yeah. are you doing in the in the league? Uh yeah, I think I'm still in the top five, but Oh good. Good. In the I, money. I believe so. Well, Jordan hasn't scored anything in the last like I know. And I did pretty I, good I, in the I, last I, two I'm going to have a serious conversation with you about this. <laughs> if you're listening, Jordan, you have to score these last two cards before this next card on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> Here's why. I need to know where I stand because that may yeah, depend on whether I take risk some chances. Some, take some chances or don't take some chances. Like, would you have taken a chance on what was the upcoming card? Who would you take a chance on? Would you take a chance on Covington? Because I'm pretty sure Kamaro's favored and Rose. Potentially. I would potentially do that, even though. You don't want to discuss your strategy right now. Yeah, we won't. But I I might. I could potentially see myself doing that. But you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of need to know. (laughs) Kind of need to know. So, Jordan, score those cards. Yeah. (laughs) You have two days. You have. 
You have two days to score the cards. Sorry, I was just munching. Or, or I will become your father. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was actually, we're going on side tangents because we haven't had an episode in a while, but I was yeah. looking at something about one of those uh, Star Wars rides they have over there, like Edge of the Edge of the Galaxy or whatever they call it, and it um, looks pretty cool. Like you're riding in a you're riding in a seat, and then you're going through like the cinematic. Tight, crazy, yeah. Lightsabers like coming through the roof and stuff. It's like, how are they Sweet. doing all this? That's rad. Yeah, big fan of lightsaber. Yeah, wish I owned a real one. I know. You just like you know, cut my TV in half. Yeah, like, just <laughs> accidentally remove your foot. Oh, <laughs> remove your foot accidentally. Yeah. So yeah, UFC two sixty eight. Rose and Wele, I Rose is looking really confident on Embedded. So um, she always kind of seems that way. Yeah, well, she, she doesn't get the butterflies until she gets in the actual cage. Yeah, I, I, I'm, or at least that's what she said. Maybe she's you know worked with like you know someone like holistically to help with like ease all of that and find her chi or whatever. But like, yeah, she used to go in there just like. Well, it's crazy. I just thought about it. Speaking of all that, like she, part of the reason she got so freaked out was when Connor threw that dolly through the bus. Oh yeah, they're back at Madison Square Garden for this card for two sixty eight. Was that the last time she was there? I don't think it was the last time she was there, but that's where Connor threw that thing. Or no, that was Barclays. Brooklyn. Yeah, that might have been Brooklyn. That's Barclays. Is that where the Nets play? Correct. Yeah. So never mind. They're in Madison Square Garden, completely different place. We'll um, have some Nets talk here later in the episode, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was watching them against the Hawks yesterday. I think they won. Probably. But Trey Young and them tried to make it close to begin with. Trey Young. I guess the only other two fights we haven't talked about, we haven't really talked about Kamaru and Kobe. Colby. Dude, Frankie and Marlon Vera. That's a great one. Shane Burrows. And Billy, Billy Quarantino. Almost identical records. Yeah. It's, um, Bros is in a bit of a, a pinch. Yeah. Uh, for a win here because his next fight after this one is his final one of his contract. Burgos? Yeah. And so. Yeah, because he, has, he hasn't won. It's been a while. Okay. He caught two wins in 19, one for one in 18. Two wins in 17 and winning. Yeah, tough, tough go. I mean, he's got a good enough record that I could see, but he's, you know, if he were to drop this fight, it would be three out of his last four that he's... Yeah, Dana's not going to be... Dana ain't going to like that. So I don't know anything about this Billy Quarantino. He's trying to become a household name. Yeah? Yeah, that's what he said. Gabriel Benitez. Black belt it. in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Matt Arroyo. Okay. Huh. Should be an interesting fight. Yeah. Probably going Marlon Barrow. Bros has got a tough chin. I should say. Dude, yeah, you, that guy doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't stop. Yeah, it's pretty tough to pretty tough to knock him out. Um, you think Frankie is gonna stick it to Marlon or? You, <sighs> interesting fight, man. 
It's a good fight. Yeah. I mean, I think Frankie is the type of fighter that can really grind out any sort of decision if he gets himself in you know, the right position to. Marlon strikes me as a guy, those leg kicks, right? Yeah. He strikes me as a guy that attacks, attacks quickly and, and like tries to really like end it as soon as he can. So it'd be interesting how they attack, you know, how they, their tactics going into the fight. Like I, I could see this being a decision, you know, a split. Yeah. Maybe a, a slow... UD. Maybe a UD. I'd be kind of surprised if it was a UD. Okay. If it goes to a decision. Yeah. If it goes to a decision, I think it'd be a split, but, you know, neither one of these guys could end up knocking each other out, too. We've seen that happen to, uh, I think, both of them. So Okay, okay. Gaethje Chandler, who you got, man? Oof. I think... Banger alert. Yeah. <laughs> Banger alert, dude. I think... <laughs> I think... I don't know what I think. I don't know. I, I want to go Justin, but I've picked Chandler except for the Oliveira fight. And actually, I don't even know if I picked him for the hooker fight. I just, Chandler's such a worker, dude. He's he's always grinding. Like, he's just mm-hmm. refining, 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 refining. And, and Gaethje's like, yeah, he's a madman and he's a savage. But I've also, like, I don't know. I've been curious about him after what could be, like, his performance against Khabib, against Khabib, just kind of like, adrenaline dump. Yeah, it just befuddled me though. I'm kind of like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, but <sighs> gun to my. But then head. there's like you, you go back and you like, yeah, what happened against Khabib? But then like also like, fight against Tony wasn't. Yeah, it was a. Where it was just like beat down. It was just a total like. I mean, he just fought an incredible fight. Yeah. Just an incredible fight. Yeah. From start to finish, he was just... That was when you were like, oh, sh-. Like, Justin Gaethje, dude. Like, whoa. I mean, we knew he had knockout power. He was an incredible striker. Like, on the up and up. But, like, when he tactif- tactif- tactically just broke Tony down. Tony had nothing for him. Man. There was nothing. He was... There was nothing he could do. Like, literally yeah. nothing. Um, that's where you're kind of like, well, shit. You know? Had a bad fight against Sabib. Might have had a little bit of an adrenaline dump. Yeah, you're <laughs> going with... Had, had to kind of start swinging for the fences because things got a little out of control. And Yeah. Uh, was... You're thinking Gaethje? I, I, I think that he can beat Chandler. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean... Michael Chandler had Oliveira, Charles Oliveira on the ropes, dude. Like, that was close to being very, I mean, that was close to a Chandler win. And then, like, to just get turned around and, you know, the, the second round was in just a completely different story. Knocked yeah. him out, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, did. Knocked him out. So, he did. Yeah, man, that's like. <laughs> That's where I'm, I kind of question it a little bit. He's, a, he's an incredible worker, but I just think that if it's going to come down to striking, Chandler's going to try to trade with him and stuff. Like That's going to... I think Justin's going to have the edge. You're right, because he's not going to... 
he's like, I'm ready to just go forward and everything. Like, you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to, like, pick your shots against him. Like, he's yeah. going already. Yeah. So, good luck. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, man. Should be an awesome card, though. It 268 should, looks lit. It should have so freaking lootly. Yeah. What's, um, I know we, we kind of talked about Usman and Covington a little bit, but before we, we move on to it, um, or the our next segment, there was one thing I was going to ask. You wanted to ask. You wanted to ask a question. We had to replace some batteries. Yeah. Do you think the fourteen month hiatus for Colby helps him or hurts him? Oof. I think it. I think it helps him. I mean, he yeah. got he got pretty. That fight was insane. A five round. He got TKO'd in the. Final ten seconds of the fifth round. Well, he's fought since then. Did, oh, he has. Yeah, like he the fourteen fought. months I'm talking about was the last time he fought anybody else. Anybody else? Let me. I thought it was Woodley. Woodley. That's right. He has fought Woodley. It's been mm, that long. September though. of 2020. So it's not quite fourteen months, but pretty close. Right. I was kind of mixing up who I was looking up before because I looked at both him and Usman's record today. With the fight against Woodley, it was pretty TKO in the fifth round. So I don't remember that fight, obviously, but uh, I'd I'd be interested to see the strike count if you pull it up. That's yeah, that's what I want to. The fact that it went five rounds, I can't remember. Like, did he just beat him up for like four and a half? Like, toy with him or what? Or did that's, like, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I keep mumbling. It's like, was, was Colby just tearing him up or how'd it go? Yeah. All right. Okay. So total strikes, 232 to 67. Yeah. He just beat him up for four and a half rounds. Four rounds, I should say. Shot, shot a couple takedowns. Three of eight. Interesting. So it looked good. I mean, obviously, dispatched the Woodley. You know, Woodley's not the top tier guy anymore. Sure. So for that sure. was a nice warm up fight for him, tune up fight. So now he's he's healed and just kind of it's got to be good. I I don't know. I think at this stage when you're that good, like it's probably okay. You're probably okay. Yeah. Because he's at the prime of his career. Like, you know, you don't want to take all that time off. But if you're healing and you're still getting better. Like it might be, it might in the long run, it might, might work out, cause he got, you know, him and Usman got, they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I was. That's why I said, and <laughs> this is World War Four. Yeah, World War Three was, was Usman true. and Covington won. Yeah, this is World War Four. Yeah, that's a hundred percent accurate. It's it's, yeah, it should, it should be incredible. Yeah, it should be. You're incredible right. Fight. It's Trev's, Trev's no exactly. Well, that wraps up our MMA segment. Some exciting stuff. Turn the uh, turn the televisions on Saturday night. Click that order button on your local cable provider, or yeah, definitely however buy you go about one. streaming your fights. Get excited for the rest of the year too, because there's some great fight nights and another awesome UFC card before the end of 2021. Yeah, so. yeah. Hopefully, some of our points are. Are pretty good. We can head into these next two cards and get some money. <laughs> For sure, I'm there with you, man. <laughs> D 
The NBA started here within the last like 10 days. It has. It has. And it's crazy it's already here. Joe it is kind of wild to think about. Joe is blown away. It's like it's on. It's, over. it's already full swing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I haven't watched a ton so far yet, but looks like LeBron's showing some of them kids. It's not, it's not quite their time yet. I, I saw some action on Twitter. They were saying LeBron looked all right. But um, one thing I did see was Gary Payton, too. Junior. Yeah, he is he is freaking looking good, man. It's, yeah. it's fun to see that that happen. Like, yeah. player we used to watch as kids, now a whole second generation yeah. of them yeah. get it, to come through. It is cool. It is cool. I I pulled up the standings. I'm going to tell you who I've watched a little bit of. I've watched a little bit of the Nets and the Hawks yesterday, and then I've just kept up with with the Grizz a little bit. But other than that... It's early on. There's only been about eight or nine games, depending on, you know, what yeah. teams have played and what haven't yet. But I know the Warriors are off to a pretty quick start. I was going to ask about that. Are they full health? Uh, no, this is without Clay. Still with no Clay. Yeah, they expect him, and it sounds like everyone's super, and like the locker room is giddy giddy about this. Like, they're already off to a pretty good start so far. Steph, like, had an incredible October. I think he's leading the league in scoring right now with points per game. Um, he averaged, I don't know, seven or eight rebounds a game. What? Uh, in the month of October, if I read that correctly when I was doing my research last night. And uh, obviously a bunch of assists, too. So, um, yeah, look, first article you pull up. Why is the NBA still afraid of the Warriors? Well, I can tell you why. <laughs> Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Uh, and they haven't even released uh, Kaminga yet. So they got they got depth coming. Oh, dude, Wiseman just got healthy. When Clay's back, like fully, like, we're, and we're they, just I mean, if you go, if Warriors, you go look at their depth problem. too, shoot, Jordan Poole just dropped thirty-one the other night. They're off to a great start. I still, yeah, I still think. Oh, Andrea Iguodala came back too. So That's that cool. helps from like a defensive presence, and he knows the system, right? Yep. He's already knows he knows how to play with everybody. Yep. I mean, they've got some they've got some guys on the bench like Juan Castano Anderson, Andrew Wiggins hasn't even been playing because he the whole COVID stuff, like he's mm-hmm. like I think is refusing to get vaccinated for oh. religious purposes. Okay. So I read something like that. I'll have to double check, but we're talking Gary Payton too. Gary Payton too. Yeah, man. You think the Lakers, you know, we were talking about the Lakers a little bit before, you know, transitioning away from Golden State basketball, keeping it in the Golden State. Opinion, Lakers, how much better are they with Westbrook? Uh, well, shit. Didn't they all have almost 30 points a game, or 30 points last game to each uh, Westbrook, Davis freaking and Davis, and James? yeah. It, I so, it. I mean, ugh, I, you know. Let's see where. Let's see how they're looking real quick. Let's get. Sounds like LeBron's out with an ab strain for a week. Is it? It was a stomach thing. Damn. Saiku Dumbia. Oh yeah. I just like saying that name. 
He's averaging 19. Is that what they're saying up no, there? No, that's how many he has tonight. Right now. It's uh, right okay. in the middle of that game, yeah. He's putting up some boards. Is that? Oh, you're right. He's aver- Well, he has 19 tonight already, it looks like. Looks like, yep, against the Thunder. Or Okay, right there, yeah. Season, yeah. Steal, stealing it a couple times a game. He's he's looking good. Yeah, I think he look. I think it's gonna be exciting for the Lakers, especially battling against the Warriors. It's tough to think of a world where like it, they aren't better with him. Yeah, but you know, well, if he can play, I know he's been with a couple teams now, and like it hasn't always worked out. You know. Well, he can play that scramble ball where he's just kind of running around, grabbing boards, playing defense, passing the ball. For sure. Being in movement all the time. Then you've got the big boys, the way they can move. It's just, I need to start watching the Lakers a little more to see what it looks like. But he's always been kind of chaotic, you know. Yeah. He's always bouncing off the everything. And, and so if you've got someone like that, capture you know scrambling getting the ball a little bit more and dishing it back to davis or lebron it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy yeah but i cannot wait to see who else is looking good in the west um i think i think memphis memphis was top five i'm pretty sure they're fun to watch too yeah there's a team we'll talk about here in a little bit that is just packed with young talent it'll be crazy to see here in a few years if they keep it all together yeah, Memphis at number five, right behind the Lakers. Dallas is doing good. Luka's tearing it up. Utah at number one. Golden State number two. Hey, how about them L.A. Clippers coming in there three and four? Yeah. I mean, what the yeah. hell is PG-13 doing? What is going on there, dude? What are these guys doing? Where's What's Paul averaging? All right. <laughs> not too bad tonight well and it what that regular season he's averaging what does it say 28.9 right yeah he's up there right now with steph and scoring he might have just surpassed him like tonight or something they'll be there in the end though it's fine it's just yep. a slow start and they're saying Kawhi recoveries ahead all right so you want to talk about the east Let's okay. talk about the East, man. Dude, I think that there might be some new contenders in the East. Changing of the guard? Yeah. Changing of the of the status a team, quo. A team that many of us in America remember from the 90s. Probably not as good as that team, but a team from the Midwest that uh, hails from Chicago. <laughs> the Bulls. <laughs> The Bulls, un burros. Uh, is that? That might be butt. Burros are donkeys. <laughs> nice try, there, buddy. Donkeys and bulls. Toro. Toro. I don't know if that's a bull. Is it? Combination of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan. I know they've got some young guys too from from draft picks over the last couple years oh they also added alex caruso who else i'm thinking of here oh yeah nikola vucevic Mm -hmm. yeah they've got a solid starting five dude like they are going to caruso made it over there yeah caruso 
dude, that guy's an awesome six man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome six man. So I think, you know, barring like they don't deal with a lot of injuries from their key players, dude, solid squad, man. Gonna win ball games. Yeah. That's a scary, really, really kind of balanced roster with the salaries, you know? Yeah. We've got a couple of two or three big guys, but for the most part, everybody else is. Oh, and I don't know. Is Kobe White hurt? He got hurt or something, but, you know, uh, North Carolina, Kobe White. He's like a, this is his second year. Remains without a clear timetable. Yeah, but he'll, he'll, he'll be back. Provide some solid depth. Dude, in the games that he's played in, he's like averaging 15 points a game. So, Dude, that's fantastic. You know, and coming off the bench probably. I don't know if he started too many because I haven't watched much Bulls basketball, but just based on what I've read about and like looking at their roster depth, and you're more of the NBA NBA guy than I am, but I I know, you know names when I know names, and they've got some solid talent on that team. Well, you know college ball, so you see. I try I try to keep up with that. College ball is so tough to keep up with. Yeah, especially when you're being like, you know, inundated with everything Gonzaga because it's yeah up here, you know, like that's all we hear about. Like it's that, and then we'll we watch some of the t- big tournaments and stuff, and then the NCAA tournament, but. I have to be better about watching NCAA basketball like more regularly. Yeah. But I'll leave that for the tournament usually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. You see what shakes down, dude. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful con- <laughs> condensing of the entire spectrum. Yeah. The Nets, are, the Nets will be solid. They should be yep, looking a good. solid team, you know, as long as they stay healthy. I yeah. They, they battled that last year. But, yeah, I think they were saying something about Harden's not. I, I I'm gonna fact check myself real time, but I thought I was listening to them say that Harden is not himself, averaging 18 points. Yeah, 16, 18, 29 against Indiana, but then 14, 14. Huh? Yeah, that is a little uncharacteristic. So it's early though. He'll settle in. Yeah, he'll, he'll heat up. I'm sure. I'd be surprised if, unless he's like battling through an injury that they're just not really sure what it's going to take to fix. So, yeah. Um, but you know, it's nice to see KD out there. Yeah, more regularly. Yeah, exactly. Just, I'm, I'm still excited to watch Boston. Or, or excuse me. Well, Brooklyn. you got guys that can score, right? It's just Bruce fun. Brown can score. Marcus Aldridge can score. Hmm. Hmm. Like Griffin can score. Joe Blake Harris, Griffin. dude. Joe Harris might be the best, like, dude shooter besides. He probably is the best shooter besides KD and James. Yeah. The uh, Blake Griffin's been playing really, really good. I, I, he's he's just kind of like I don't know. He's that like weird. He's he's there when he needs to be kind of thing and he's he he's just it's it's good it's a good spot for him to be the vet. For sure. How about the seventy sixers, man? You know, with Ben Simmons likely on the out now. Because of all of his stuff. Yeah. You know what I saw? And I don't 
I'm pretty sure it was real. It was his is it was his like truly a ad for his house. <laughs> he was selling it. And you got to scroll through all these pictures of his house, like every room and stuff. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I think they'll be solid though. And dude, it appears that they have found like the person and player that will fill that Ben Simmons void if there even was a void cuz he wasn't really showing up to play basketball anyways so no offense <laughs> he's been criticized by that by analysts it's just well, and and not even that his teammates too so i don't think it's any secret that that was on uh one of his like college cuz he played at L- LSU right yeah freaking you know they people around him question like if it's not all about him he's not he doesn't rise to yeah. the, to the occasion yeah. and stuff. So, sucks. Yeah, but Tyrese Maxey, dude, whoo, the guy is off to a hot start. I think it's only his second year too as a in the NBA. But dude, kid's averaging twenty points a game, or no? Excuse me, that was this last game. So averaging fourteen points a game mm-hmm. as a point guard, right? Yep. Still very new, learning the. You know, ways of NBA basketball, but yeah, but man, he's he's solid, dude. If like, you're not like the primary scoring role, to just be like that's yeah. your contribution, yeah. like what, this is freaking. They've got guys around that can score too. You know, Embiid's gonna have great nights. Tobias Harris will have great nights. Yeah. Um, I want to say they added someone else. Oh, Seth Curry. Seth Curry will have great nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Andre Drummond as your backup center, dude, it helps. You know, they're you know, but like I, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Tyrese Maxey, dude. It's it's legit. So, you know, seeing Ben Simmons walk or go elsewhere, they might already have the Ben Simmons in the position they have. If not, maybe even better. Might be a better better version. Yep. Better for the team too. I mean, they're ranked certainly from a morale standpoint. A hundred percent. And when you're ranked first in the standings for now, yeah. this early in the season, like yeah. hopefully that continues to move that way. Oh yeah. Struck gold. Won five in a row. Yeah, dude. And I think he had twenty tonight. <laughs> so there you go. That's awesome. Charlotte. Charlotte. Looks, oh yeah, let's talk about them. So they're they're off to kind of just an okay start, but also but a fun team to watch. Very fun team to watch, dude. Look at the depth on that team; it is insane. Oops. I mentioned it just briefly earlier, but this is the team I'm talking about that like will, if the talent stays together, they're gonna be a good team down the road. Mm-hmm. I mean. Lamelo, James Booknight, Miles Bridges, Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward to kind of hold down some of that. P.J. Washington, dude. There's another Kentucky yep. kid, right? Yep. Terry Rozier. Ter- I was just yep. It's a solid team, man. It's a solid team. They just, you know, they have to mesh well, right? They've got to, mm-hmm. they got to figure out their identity a little more and play together. But dude, having guys like Boot Knight and 
I don't even know if PJ Washington is a starter. I would can't imagine that he would be right now. But like having those guys right off the bat as like, like and maybe even Kelly Oubre. Exactly. Yeah. I, just just like prospects, you know. They dude, mean. just bench, dude. Depth, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. depth. So, yeah, watch out. They'll get they'll get warmed up. They'll get going. Yeah. It should be a, an exciting season of hoops, NBA hoops. Oh, hell I yeah. I think there's going to be some teams that surprise us. Shake up the standings up a little the, bit. You know, you, you, the, the stereotypical like teams that you always see in the East. Miami's still solid. Yep. Um, they've added some, some talent as well. So they'll contend. Raptors Boston back will probably there. be there in some way, shape. Yeah, or they'll form. get their shit together too. I mean, they've got too much talent themselves to not. Hell, Atlanta is down there at the bottom, all close to the bottom right now. And what they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, or <sighs> yeah, wait, what was that? But they went far. They East, went Eastern Conference, or did they go to the? Did they go to the NBA Finals? I think you're right. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. That's right, and then the Bucks, Bucks Brooklyn. won it. Yep, Brooklyn lost to the Bucks before the Eastern Conference Finals, I think. The but, Bucks. But yeah, Bucks. We haven't even talked about. Them. They'll be yeah. Solid. They're not. You know, they're born four, four. four. So born four, five hundred ball. Tough to speculate. Long but, long season. Long yeah, season. It's fun though. Fun. It'll be a good one though. Well, from pro hoops to pro, pro football, talk a little uh, midseason madness. Yes, sir. Trev. The NFL is officially halfway through the season. The schedule is that is. So Yeah, bye weeks are hitting. Week eight, yeah, bye weeks are have kind of started over the last couple weeks. Um it's uh it's been an interesting start to the year. I think there is I don't wouldn't say there's too many surprises. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few, but then there isn't really anything that's uh, maybe out of the norm I guess either. Like, biggest surprise. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you're good. AFC BKC at number three. In, yeah, in that, that is one of the big surprises. AFC South is always a quote, you know, for lack of a better word, a dumpster fire. Most of the time. Um, Baltimore leading the North and Buffalo, you know, running the East again. Yeah. So that seems normal. So, yeah, KC not stepping up and and with the Vegas Raiders with all their tumult with uh Gruden leaving yeah. and everything it's crazy to see them yeah and that they're or 5 and two. 2 yeah especially too because i think they started 3-0 and then dropped like at least two in a row after that or maybe three before they won two in a row okay what about the NFC NFC you got Dallas there at the top of the east no one really even close. To even like, Same with the yeah, NFC like North. It's already pretty much I would decided. say guaranteed Dallas <laughs> is going to win the division. Same kind of with the North, uh, the NFC North with the Packers, but you know, Minnesota has the talent to be a... They're still scary. Uh, to be a, at least a wild card team, I would think, if not better. Yeah, they've got... Um, Tampa Bay, solid. The Saints just knocked off Tampa Bay, right? I think you're right. Yeah. And that was, yeah, so they did it without him for, for a, lot, a large portion of the game. But it sounded like Trevor Simeon played pretty well. Yeah, he was, throwing, he was throwing the ball. The Panthers aren't far out from, you know, 
They're four mm-hmm. and four, but Darnold hasn't played well these last few weeks. I think he's going through some struggles. That's no good. Arizona and Los Angeles in the West, both seven and one. The Niners and our seller Seahawks. I didn't say stellar, folks. I said seller, meaning yeah. in the seller right now. Yeah, it's not At a three and five. Um, but picked up a victory against the Jags, so got that going for us. That was a good time. It was, um, a, it was a nice present for my family to visit. So you're surprised, obviously, with KC. Is there a team like KC being as bad as they have been, or like you know, four and four? I guess is. You'd think that they would be at the top of that division at maybe a five and two record at the worst, potentially six and one or even undefeated. Um, so surprised by where they're at or how they've started. Is there a team that you're surprised by in a good way? Like you're surprised that, wow, they're doing a heck of a lot better than I thought they they would have. All right, all right. I I would say. And it doesn't necessarily have to be from the NFC. It could be from okay. the AFC. It could be either one, both, maybe. Oh, definitely the Titans. Then I'm a little, I'm a little shocked. Green Bay is doing as well as they are, just as, with as much shenanigans that Aaron Rodgers pulled was pulling and stuff. Yeah. The Rams, for some reason, I just, I was maybe I was just hoping that they weren't going <laughs> to be that good. But you know, yeah, you were, you were. Sadly, sadly mistaken. Mistaken. They weren't uh, going to very be incorrect. Very good. Now they just got better by adding Vaughn Miller. So, <sighs> yeah. It's like all the, you see it. You thought that the line for the Los Angeles Rams was already scary? <laughs> yeah, They dude. just added Vaughn Miller. It's going to get real scary. They're going, they're Super Bowl or bust right now. Oh, yeah. Probably. I I can't. See why, like, there will be teams that will give them problems, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but those are teams that are currently at the top of their division. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. What about you? You got any surprises? Or I mean, I mean, did you think Green Bay was going to be seven and one? I don't know about seven and one. I could see them being like five and three or six and two, but Winning. only losing one game so far. Yeah. I. Above expectations. Yeah, a little bit above expectations. But the the Packers are one of those teams where they could go like nine and seven or ten and six and their record isn't really reflective of how good of a football team they are, um, when they're firing on all cylinders. And this is just indi- indicative of they're firing on all cylinders and it's there there's the proof right there. Yeah. Like there's the proof. There's just a solid squad, man. I would say for like me. The team I'm probably surprised by the most, I would have to say New Orleans or in the AFC, probably, I'll scroll back up there. I just saw them. I'm blanking for a second. I don't know why. Oh, Cincinnati. I'm a little surprised Cincinnati is second in the, the North right now. Now, that's not because I don't believe they have talent. Joe Burrow is incredible. Jamar Chase is clearly incredible. Right. Uh, they have Joe Mixon. They've got Tyler Boyd. They got Tyler Boyd. They've got they've got weapons. T Higgins. They've got weapons. Right. And the defense is, I think, doing all right. I haven't really like followed Cincy defense, but I'm sure that it's. There's a reason why they're five and three. 
However, they did just lose to the lowly Jets. Um, somehow yeah. Mike White in his debut figured out how to dis- disassemble like the defense for the for the Bengals. But I would think that the Steelers, you know, would have been ahead of them at this point in the season. It's only halfway through, and who knows? Maybe the Bengals tanked the second half. But <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised that they're at where they're at within their division. Yeah, I you're right. When you go through. You see them that close, basically tied with Baltimore. It's like, damn. Yeah. That's a little a little, little, closer. Yeah. So they've forced a ton of points, too. I want to say that they're like top top seven or eight and just points forced in football games. So Yeah, and they're definitely up there in the AFC. The NFC is pretty bananas with the Bucks and the Cardinals. Yeah. It's a good year for NFL balance too, you know. Yeah. NFC's got some clear, some clear contenders, but um. So here's one for you. If you're looking at the entire NFL, and you had to pick a team that right now only has three wins, meaning they're like three and five, or through week eight, right? So they're three and five. Or potentially worse than that. You could pick a two and six team, I suppose, if you wanted to. I don't know that it'd be in your best interest at this point. But if there was a team that only has three wins or or less that you think could still make the playoffs, which team would you say it is? The Eags. The Eagles. Interesting. Okay. Maybe. You mentioned the Vikings earlier. And maybe the Bears if they're if they're gonna get some health if Justin Fields starts like letting loose a little bit. That they could make kind of one of those Cinderella runs, you know. But the Bears, huh? I don't. I just don't know if their their stud running backs coming back at all this year. Montgomery? Yeah, is he? Done? I think he's supposed to, but it's like a, it was four to six weeks, so it's probably on the later side of that. And that was close to a month ago, probably now. Okay, that he went down. Maybe only three weeks, but. Close to a month. He might be back in a couple weeks. I could be wrong there. Um, or just like a week. But, and you know, Cleo Mack has battled a couple injuries, but he's been balling out. Like, I think the defense could potentially put up problems for teams. Just a matter of, can Justin Fields get the offense rolling? Yeah. Obviously, like, he starts looking good and shaking things up for him. Then I, I'd be, it'd be fun. I think I'd have the most fun seeing that happen. I'm, I kind of went in on Justin Fields on like backup quarterback <laughs> for yeah. some teams. Yeah. So it'd be cool to have him. Yeah. You know, perform at the. I think QB he's a sol- I think he'll be. I think he can be solid long term. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. Put some weapons around him. Make yeah. Sure get him his running back sure healthy. Have, yeah. Get his running back healthy. Make sure you, you know the offensive line is solid. Long term, I think he could be fine. Yeah, maybe not this year though. Who who yeah. are you thinking? Are you um, Minnesota is that who you're going with? Yeah, I I do like Minnesota. Um, just a ton of talent that has underperformed. In fact, Adam Thielen commented on that this week in an interview. They were being asked like, "Hey, you know, like, it seems like you could just have a lot of the you know, journalists were asking it. It seems like you got a lot of talent on the field. Like, what's happening? What's going on? Like, why?" And he's like, yeah, man, it's frustrating. Like, we've got guys that are fully capable that put in all the work and do everything they're supposed to do. 
And if you're not frustrated about this, like probably shouldn't be on the team. And they didn't know if that was directed towards like the coaching staff or not, but there was speculation that he was kind of calling out coaches by saying that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say Minnesota is one of them. There is one team okay. in the AFC I was looking at that I think could uh, potentially, maybe it wasn't. No, might not have been. There's not a single team that only has three. Yeah, they're either got four wins or they're the Jets and the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or the Jags. Yeah, and the Jags Texans. and the Texans aren't looking good. Maybe the Colts. Oh, you know who it was? It was the Colts because I was okay. looking at this last night and they were three and five, but they won tonight. They beat the Jets, so they're four and five now. So yes, at the time when I was thinking about this last night, I was thinking of the Colts. They're putting up a shite ton of points. I know they have an extra game on everybody because they just played tonight. But... Right, but they. But put up forty five points tonight. Yeah. So, so yeah, Wentz look Wentz looks good. The defense is playing real well. Yeah, I've real got, well. I mean, like they're a top five defense. Yeah, I have one of their corners. I think it's um ah uh, damn it. I'll I'll pull it Xavier up. Xavier Rhodes. I think so. Or Rocky. I, I have him. Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes. And he's been balling. Yeah, he has had some good games. He gave up a pretty easy Kellen, touchdown tonight. Kellen Moore the second too. He's like he's pretty he's been solid twelve hundred points a week. No problem. Kellen Moore the second. Let me make sure it's not Kellen. Kenny. Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore. He's the number two. The right number now. two corner? Yeah. Behind Trevon Diggs. Yeah. Kenny Moore. The second. Yeah, and I did pick up Kenneth Moore. I didn't pick up Xavier Rhodes. Sorry, I picked up Xavier Woods for oh, the Vikings. Gotcha. So sorry about that again. Xavier sorry. Rhodes did play for the Vikings at one point, though. Did he? Pretty sure. Dude, uh, Kenny Moore the second put up seventeen hundred tonight. Wow, solid, solid. Where did yeah. he go to college? Oh, I threw in Zach Pascal on a. F- Wim got thousand points tonight, bud. There you go. I've played without Tommy touchdowns this week, so if we win, it's just like it's just meant to happen. Well, we. Well, he, you want to know my QB too? Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, at least you know they're gonna have to throw a lot. Yeah. They're not gonna fucking win. <laughs> I know. He's been do. He's been just fine for a QB. I don't two. actually know who they play this next week, so I could be wrong. I've lucked out so much with Tom Brady. Yes, please. I've lucked out so much with Tom Brady. He's the number one quarterback right now. Took his team to the flipping Super Bowl last year. <laughs> like, I picked him I've as got my him. QB, too. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, whatever. I've never picked Tom Brady before in my life. I've, I've got him in two leagues. I drafted him in two leagues. Congrats, man. And, yeah, it's been nothing. Is he the number Nothing's, one in your league? Oh, yeah, too? yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> the number one in every league. He, he's he, nothing short of lucrative. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Oh, you want it? You want to give me Tom Brady in the eighth round? I would love Tom Brady in the eighth round. You yes. guys are stupid to think that you should draft anybody but Tom Brady in the eighth round. Candy from a baby at that yeah, point. It was easy. It was. It, it was, was easy. easy. It was easy. See how fun though it is to talk about defensive players, though. Do you think yeah. he will finish as the number one quarterback at the end of the season? Is the question. Ah, uh, I mean, he's got. I don't know when Antonio Brown's coming back, or, but he's got Mike Evans is tearing it up. I just Chris Godwin. Godwin's great. Ron, Rob Gronkowski, not Ron. 
Rob Robkowski. Yep. Roberto. Cameron oh. Bray. OJ Howard. Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette. Mm. Fournette's been tearing it up too, bro. And um the guy that they got from the Bengals. Or that signed with them in the offseason. Mm. Who's their little like third down back? I think he went to North Carolina college. Could be wrong there. Why am I spacing on this? He just shot in the end zone. Giovanni Bernard, yeah. Giovanni Bernard. Yep. No, they've been, it's been fantastic. I have to, I don't have him though. Tom Brady, I don't have this week. So. Yeah. Yeah. But my defense is put in up points. Yeah, bro. you know. Yeah, you know. It's a, uh, it's been a fun year for fantasy. I do want to apologize though. We do got to get this on the record though. I'm 0 and 8 in your league. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and it's not because you're just like not like checking your lineup. It's no. just a misfortune. Seriously, bum- biggest bummer is I didn't. I don't remember what pick I had. If I had the first overall or the second, probably would have went Derrick Henry. But I messed up the time it started, and then my pick, my first and second pick, have been hurt. So it's just kind of like, what are you gonna do? And so I think I've got like four people on injured reserve right now, and they're all like my starting. You know. It's okay. I was putting up some pretty decent points at a, at a time, but I think before Russ went down, and um, I was still losing though. So it's just kind of like this is this is one of those crapshoots of fantasy. So I'm figuring it out. Doing all right in Jordan's league, doing horrible in your league. So that's just the the way it goes though. Sometimes, I mean, what yeah, are you gonna it, do? The yin and the yang. Yeah, it's like. That's why you don't do more than one league. There no, is some pretty cool records that could be broken this year. I don't know if you've looked at this. I haven't actually seen this don't. article, but Tom Brady's one of them. Oddly enough, we're t- we've been talking about him, but he is on pace to break the passing yard record set by Peyton Manning. It looks like he could beat it by about 200 and some yards. If he He's projected, projected to, to, you know. Finish. Okay. Odds it'll happen, 80% they're saying. Dude, with his squad, that'd be cool. That's the year you hang it up, right? Dude. Go win a Super Bowl, set the passing record. Win a, win a back-to-back Super already Bowl? Already were the GOAT? You would. You would have to. You already were the GOAT. Now you're like... You haven't been... Seriously. The greatest of all two times. Some Khabib... No, I'm just joking. That'd be Tom Brady's in a class of his own. Yeah. And no one's even questioning that. <laughs> so there's some other Cooper Cups records on the line. That's badass. So I did Calvin not know Johnson, that. Dude. Yeah, that's, I knew he was balling this yeah, year, dude. He might tie it. It looks like he's on pace to maybe tie it. Tie it, dude. Almost 2,000 yards. 1,960-some. Yeah. 50% chance they're saying. <laughs> Sack um, record. Michael Strahan holds it at 22.5. Miles Garrett's on his on his projected path for twenty two and a half, so he could tie it. Who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll break it. Thirty percent. All right. Thirty percent chance. Trevon Diggs. Yes. Here we we go. were talking about it. It 15, circles back. Fifteen picks, dude. Circles <laughs> back to what we talked about earlier in the episode. Which is he's bonkers. On, he's on pace for fifteen picks. That that record was set. That record was set by Night Train Lane back in who knows what year. With 14, 15 would crush basically anything modern day. 
Dick Lane, I think, is that dude. Scroll that, back up. Yeah, I mean, we're talking 1952. Yeah, 1952. The last time that someone had that many picks. So, like, I wouldn't even call that the modern football era. Not even in the modern football era. Like, if you get ten the, in a season, it's incredible. Yeah, that was Antonio Cromartie the last, or excuse me, Xavier Howard last year, and then Antonio Cromartie in 2007. Yeah, I remember one year. I think like. Ty Law had nine. Yeah, that was big. Um, Asante Samuel, I think, might be on this list. Um, yep, right there with Champ Bailey. They both had ten that year. Yep. So I mean, that's where they. That's where everybody kind of like hovers around. Is just yeah. right around that ten, like ten nine line. or ten. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when I thought Sherm had one one year, he had eight when he led the league. So yeah. like, sometimes it's lower too. Yeah. And so. You know, when still Sherman was out of control that year. Well, dude, look at 2019. Three guys for six? Yeah. Ex- dude, exactly. So it's just crazy. Yeah. And the year before that, in 18, there were seven yeah. were for three guys. Yeah. So for Diggs that already have matched all of that now yeah. and we're halfway through, it's filthy. Yeah, it's sweet, dude. Like, it's hopefully cool. they keep throwing his way. <laughs> yeah, you wonder if by, like, week 14... They're NFL just like, teams no. are like, we've got enough film on this. We're not throwing his way. Right? Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, that'll be a stat for sure to watch all year. Like, just, I mean, as a, as a Dallas fan, as if you're a Dallas fan, you've got to be just thrilled about that. Cause they've missed on so many corners in the draft over the last several <laughs> years. Like this is like the best thing that's happened since. Yeah. I mean, this is the best thing that's probably happened since prime time dude for the defense. For sure. I mean, I don't even see Dallas with a leading corner or interception player. Breaking news. 85. Seattle Kraken defeat Buffalo oh, Sabres 5-2. 5-2. They put out five five goals in Climate Pledge Arena this evening. Everly with Jordan Everly with three goals. Grubauer gets 19 saves. Kraken. That's awesome. That's good. Back to the Cowboys real quick. Wanted to share this with you before I... Am I... This is, this, is a, this is like a tweet that someone put, and they have Dion in the background holding up the uh, Lombardi trophy, I believe, here. Or, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the Lombardi trophy. So here's an interesting fact. The last time the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. The last time the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. In 2021, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals and the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. So here we go. Is that the coincidence of all? Ha, huh. that'd be kind of bananas. It is. It is bananas, dude. Like that That comes true. That's that's kind of creepy. It is. It would be a little creepy, but it would be kind of almost cool at the same time. Not a huge Cowboys fan, but Kids. hey. So while you were doing that, Everson Walls balled out for the Cowboys as a corner and had three years in the 80s as the leading interception. But that's the last time Dallas has ever had someone leading interceptions. Dion, well, that's because they got smart and didn't want to throw Dion's way. That's what I was wondering. I was going through this. Like, uh, 
that sometimes is like it's not super indicative. It's not the, not the full. Yeah, and picture. I would I would also be curious to look at this and try to figure out how many of these guys were nickel corners. Ah, like are they the true number one? Like yeah, like yeah. I mean, hey, you, got, you know, I'm, I'm not the guy nine. that I'm not the guy that lines up on the outsides. I I take the inside guy and three wide receiver sets, and I always jump the fucking route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Every mean, time it's uh, and then there's got obviously guys on here that are safeties too, right? Where, yeah, their safeties are gonna get picked, but Ed Reed's on here twice, yeah, three Rightly times. So he's on here three times. That's so sick. And here's the thing, like fall from grace, but Earl Thomas is still considered one of the best safeties of all time, and he yes. never had a he never had a season where he had probably right. more than four or five, right? Right, like um. Maybe one year, like six tops, I would think, but nothing more than that. Right. I mean, even our our safety, he's killer and he picks people off, but he's not. He's not gonna hit. You're talking about Quandre. Yeah, Quandre's yeah. not gonna hit those numbers. He's not gonna get that out. Who knows? I mean, he's already got. Doesn't he already have three this year? He's got a couple at least. He's looking good. He had one. He had one last week. Let's go see what Quandre's doing. Quandre Drick. Quandre Diggs. It's uh isn't it Stefan's I think brother. It's, I don't I I don't I can't know. remember if Quandre is or there's there's a lot of digs in the NFL now. Yep. Trevon yeah. Diggs, Stefan Diggs, Quandre Diggs. I think there's one more too. Three. Yeah, he's got three. So he could Potentially, I mean, he's got three in the first eight eight games. Get three more in the next eight. Yeah, yeah, and then you're right. You know, they stop throwing to Diggs, then it's the other, Trayvon. Then it's it's all up in the air at that point. Trayvon's just on such a fantastic freaking track. Because Did, didn't he have like almost three in one game or something like that? Yeah, that's nuts. well, and he coming out of. Coming out of Alabama, he was highly touted. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's just stepping right into yeah. that role. Yep. That's dope. Yep. All right. You got any bold predictions for the Ooh. rest of rest of the season, man? Like the think- Hawks f- turn it around, baby. Oh, so they're the three and five team you're thinking about, huh? We had to sneak in the Homer Homerism. I, yeah, it's such. A, it, I mean, it'd be a long way to the top to rock and roll, yeah. dude. I, but I don't. I don't it, want I'm not rest saying it's rushes. Out, I'm not saying it's out of question. Like it's completely out of question. The defensive has, has played better as of late. I will say that the defense has played better. Um, the offense, you know. Did all right against a really bad Jags Jags team. So, Dude, yeah. Um, you know, it's possible. Maybe if they maybe. get rest back and get the offense kind of firing on all cylinders, the defense already looks to be coming into some sort of identity. Yeah, because they it was missing there for the first like six weeks. Yeah, it Five, was six weeks. so bad. It was only over the last few weeks where they've actually really played fairly, fairly well. Cohesive. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, I, that's a bold prediction that I like. I mean, yeah. I, I like it for personal gains. Yeah, for because um, it's the home squad. I, uh. I, I'll, okay, I got a bold prediction. Okay. I got a real one. 
the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Oh, the Chiefs don't make yeah. the playoffs. Because I'm surprised they're not winning already, and I hate to see it, but maybe that's maybe that's. So you're th- you're saying they lose to the Raiders again, lose to the Chargers again, lose maybe to, lose they, to Denver. If Probably they play not, the Ravens again, they won't play the Ravens again. Will they? Yeah. They already lost to the Ravens. Yeah, they already right? lost to the Ravens. I'd be curious to see what you know. Do they still get to play the Jets? I think yeah, so. Right, I'll pull it up real quick. They probably still have the Jets. They probably still uh, maybe Miami. Gosh, if they have some of those like AFC East teams on their schedule still. Did they play the Bills? That's a good question. Kansas City Chiefs, the Packers. That's not fun. The Raiders, the Cowboys. That's not. That's Broncos, not fun. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals. They could probably rally a couple wins against the Steelers and maybe the Bengals. And the Broncos. And the Broncos to end the season. But so that, one, two. Those next three, four. Five out of six are tough. Well, they got to, yeah, they got to, they got to get a win against Green Bay, they the will, Raiders, they will or get the Cowboys. The, the, I mean, Aaron's not playing this weekend, right? Oh, so they're okay. gonna get a pack. They're gonna get a Rodgersless Packers team. Who knows? Jordan Love could show up and play like Mahomes and. Okay. Okay. Let's it see. is at home though, so that helps. That helps the Chiefs. Yeah, it helps them a lot, and they get the Cowboys and the Broncos at home, and the Raiders at home. So they have three home games. They could put a run in. Yeah. They they, if, might, if they, don't, they might turn things around, but they he's getting like pressured a ton right now. It's oh, they, you know they they changed some things on the offensive line, but they brought in like what's considered top talent, and I don't know if they're just not meshing well, or maybe they got it wrong, um, or the scouts got it wrong. Who knows? But he's he's been under a lot of pressure lately, so we'll see. Yeah, that's that's a good bold prediction though. I like it. All right, that's cool. interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. You got you got one. You want to make one? Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won't win the Super Bowl. Oh, all right. Tampa doesn't, even though they're on this like meteoric midseason run. Yeah, and maybe that's not a super bold prediction. Like you're betting the league against one other team. Right. Nice work, right. buddy. Anybody can do that. But like, if they make it, they're not. Getting- yeah, like if they're in the playoffs, you. Why would you not assume that they're going to? Run it and against the against like I don't know Cardinals maybe because fate the... tells us that when the Bucks and the Braves win their respective championships, that so do the Cowboys. Yeah, so there's that, and a you know Packers team that's playing pretty incredible. Was it the Bucks or was it the Milwaukee Bucks? The Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. What bucks were you thinking? Like the dollar bills? No, the Tampa Bay bucks last oh, year. Oh, the bucks and the bu- yeah. I switched gears there a little bit. Okay. Like that, that's right. why I'm saying history shows that. I just that thought I might have got it Milwaukee wrong earlier. Bucks. When I just what I okay I did hear right. I, I thought, went from bucks to bucks and it did it was confusing. But okay, I'm good now. now. Thank you. Thanks though. Now we could give. <laughs> yeah, we could give <laughs> no <laughs> and move on. <laughs> um. That's one of my bold predictions. Probably the only one for now. I, I don't know that I have anything else that's just like groundbreaking. I like that one that Tampa just doesn't doesn't make it. Yeah. Doesn't make it to the Super Bowl. I see them running into the Cardinals or the Rams 
or maybe even the Packers, they get a bad night against the Packers and the Packers are having a good night and it's like playoff streams are dashed. But we'll see. I mean, they have so much freaking they just move the ball. They've got the general there just moving the ball down the field all the time. Oh, I have a bold prediction. It's a very, very bold prediction, <laughs> actually. Right. Over the next eight weeks, Adrian Peterson will surpass 800 total yards of offense and five touchdowns. All right. Where's this coming from? Where's he at right now? He just got signed by the Titans. Oh, he did? Because Derrick Henry's hurt for yeah. the season. Oh, okay. That's who they brought Guess in? Guess who picked him up? You did? This guy. <laughs> yeah. I think AP will surpass 800 total yards and five touchdowns. Let's look at that at the end of the season. That's a Super Bowl prediction. I don't know why I, I like pulled those specific stats, but I'm thinking, yeah, I can get 60 to 70 yards and maybe like snap off a quick swing pass for 30 yards or something. Dude, He's never yeah. been a great... Great receiver out of the backfield, but he can do it. Bro, I put in David Johnson in my flex spot this week. So we're we're all good. Yikes. Yeah. Not Does that guy even have a job? The the Texans. No, I know he has a job. I'm yeah. just being facetious. No, he's That's the right word, right? Yes. Okay. No, he's <laughs> he didn't do nothing, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm just I just want bodies. In the roster, so it's intimidating. Body's in the bag. Yeah. All right. We want to close this out with yeah, some man. walk-offs? It's been uh, some great segments between MMA and NBA and the NFL. Should be a great close to the NFL season. We'll definitely have at least one more episode, maybe two. Yeah. Let's try and do shoot for two. Yeah, that's no before problem. The end of the, before the end of the year. But a couple of walk-offs. Our walk-off segment, as a reminder, you know, similar to a walk-off in a baseball game, it's where you just, it's one of the greatest moments that you can have in your sports, like, career, or professionals could have in their sports career, you know. Guy hits a walk-off, two-out home run to win the game and take his team to the World Series or win the World Series, whatever it might be. Just uh, the... I guess congruency there is like it's it's just awesomeness, right? And we like to like shout out awesome uh accomplishments as part of our walk ups segment. Exactly. I mean it's that's exactly it. It's it's a it's a magical, magical event in the current <laughs> An occurrence it's, that it's is just, truly, truly magical. It's truly, it's, it's, it's truly it's huge. awesome. It's, it's huge. It's huge. But I mean, it's it's just nice to see the universe intersect in a in a really insane way, and the miraculous thing happens. Aurora borealis. Aurora borealis. Um, speaking of an out of this atmosphere uh, performance. On his debut uh, this last week, Mike White, Jets backup quarterback, throws for 405 yards, three touchdowns in his first NFL start to knock off the Bengals. 
That's a walk-off, brother. Dude. Not only is that a walk-off, that walk-off landed his jersey in the already, already landed his jersey from that game in the NFL Hall of Fame. What? The, yeah, it's in the museum. It's already, like, on the wall. Like, it's the best start in any rookie. Like, it's the best start ever. And he's not even a rookie. Um, He's a backup, but it's the best it's start best first for the game. first Best first game ever recorded in NFL history. That's insane. From a statistical standpoint. For the flipping Jets. Hats off to Mike White. Mike White, that's a walk-off, brother. Yeah, congrats, bud. From one walk-off to another that actually falls into the realm of baseball. The true walk-off origins. The MVP of the World Series, Jorge Soler. Three months ago, this this dude was batting 192, which is, you know, awful. Big bat can rake when he has the opportunities, but he was just in a bad spot. Probably on a bad team, just needed a change of scenery. Got traded uh, to the Braves, I believe, at the deadline. Two weeks ago, during the NLCS, he has COVID, so he can't play for the most of the NLCS. I think all of it, maybe. Uh, and then finishes the World Series with three bombs, six RBIs in the six games to help his Atlanta Braves win the World Series for the first time since, I want to say, maybe 1995. Dude. That's a walk-off, brother. Yeah. Three months ago, you were hitting 192, finishes the season with a 269 batting average. Insane. That guy just awesome, awesome feat. Incredible accomplishment. Well done, Jorge. You deserve it, buddy. Congrats, our, uh, man. Part of our walk-off segment to uh, round out this episode. Dude, hell yeah. And, um, you know... I think I'm gonna do one last walk off. And oh, you got one for us! All yeah, right, that's and that's that's you, Trev. Oh. <laughs> for knocking that baby off. Oh man! And you know, put putting in the work and then and reaping what you sow, Bubba. Oh man, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, that's a walk off, bud. I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I had to walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, no, I appreciate it, dude. I'm I'm super stoked to be a dad and. I'm looking forward to telling everybody a little more about it on this next episode. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll get into it. Well, uh, hey, it's been fun, man. Yeah. Guys, check us out on uh, social social media, at Making Cuts, um, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Uh, appreciate all your all you guys listening. Definitely hit us up. So, subscribe. Any, any, uh, whether, subscribe, yep. Yeah, whatever app you want to listen to, it's on there. So just, just make sure you... you we don't have a ton of, of content that's going to buzz you with a bunch of notifications. So you can turn them on and it won't be that big a deal. Exactly. So it helps us out a lot. Keeps you queued up with, with all your other podcasts. Hell yeah. Um, appreciate it, Trev. Yeah, it's been, it's been real, man. Everyone take care. Uh, we'll talk to you maybe sometime shortly after Thanksgiving. So have a happy Thanksgiving. and um, yeah. Episode 24 in the books. Thank you, guys. Episode 24, Home of the Braves. Peace. Peace.